Shut up and sit down. When the Wind Blows is an epic, inspired podcast bringing innovation to professional development. Welcome back to When the Wind Blows, an epic podcast for parents, teachers, leaders, and anyone vested in the world of education. Today's show is digital sandboxes versus content creating machines. And and really a better way to simplify this is content consumption versus content creation. All right. And so a lot of buzzwords uh, go around these ideas and topics and which is better, you know, which is worse. Uh, Is there a a great divide there? Um, And can we bridge the gap so that the divide isn't so large. Uh, I've got two amazing co-hosts today. I've got Phil Cross uh, of Epic's ENN, and I've got student uh, Caden Griffin, who is uh, uh, an Epic student for, well, Caden, how many years? Uh, six, seven, eight, like three years, I think. All right. Three or four. Good deal. Uh, so both of these guys are content creation machines. Uh, Phil teaches how to create content and uh, Caden is in the process of doing it. And and Phil, you had your hand in plenty of content creation in the past. Am I, am I right? That is correct. It's, it's a, it's a job. It's a pastime. It's a hobby. It's, it's just what I am. I remember in one of our first conversations, you used the word gimbal and people looked uh, at you like you were nuts. And I was like, ah, I I get you. You speak my language. Yes. (laughs) Now I have multiple gimbal vices. Perfect. So, so let's start with introductions. I don't want to get too far into this. Phil, tell me who you are. Uh, how did you get involved in education and what made you bring that to Epic? And I have a feeling you need to actually go back um, a little bit further. Go, go further back in, than education. because What were you doing before you came to Epic? Well, I was born. <laughs> oh, maybe not, not quite that far back. <laughs> I'm thinking of the jerk now. I was born. Yeah. <laughs> Good deal. <laughs> that's where I, that's where that's where is did that idea started from, and then I thought mm, maybe I shouldn't do that. Yeah, uh, not today. <laughs> uh, so I uh, I have a degree in uh, mass communications with an emphasis in broadcasting. Uh, I spent about twenty years working in uh, various TV stations around the Midwest and Oklahoma, which we can have a debate as to whether it's the Midwest, the Southwest, the South, or the West, uh, and. That's still interesting. Uh, but I came to Oklahoma about, uh, I guess, 13, almost 13 and a half years ago or so to uh, start what I thought was going to be a two-year contract and move on uh, to the next opportunity for me uh, as a reporter at the Fox affiliate in Oklahoma City, KOKH, Fox 25. Uh, I ended up meeting my wife there, and we decided to settle down. We were halfway in between both of our sets of parents, so... We just uh, kind of made roots, and I became uh, our senior investigative reporting, covering reporter covering crime, uh, cover-ups, politics, all sorts of things. Uh, 
ultimately left that uh, just because of the uh, some some cultural issues and uh, just wanting to go kind of a different direction uh, in in my life and. Uh, I honestly didn't know where I was going after I left TV news. Uh, I, uh, I was freelancing, I was doing print reporting, uh, and then I was recruited by a few people who, uh, who saw that Epic was starting a journalism program. And uh, as soon as that job posted, I had two or three individuals call me and say, this is what you should do. And... Uh, so I applied, interviewed, and here I am today, uh, and and I absolutely love it uh, because I get to to teach and talk about and practice all the things that I love, from writing to reporting to critical thinking to audio and video production to talking cameras, talking gear, and I get to take that out and and help students discover their passions. And that is just amazing to me. So it sounds like we should have had you on last week's episode when we were talking about igniting passions. But I am really stoked to see how you take this conversation and blend it with the passions. Uh, Caden, who are you and how did you get involved in education? Okay, so... uh... This is where you start with, well, I was born. Well, I was born, okay. <laughs> okay. And uh, I was homeschooled for a little bit. I went to public school also for a little bit. and uh, But really, I didn't feel like I was helping anyone else except for just trying to learn myself. I wasn't giving to anyone else, really. And then we came to Epic, and I felt like it was more of a community and uh, was allowed we did the alone challenge and stuff, and I found it more interesting uh, to learn about other things and tell it to other people than just to learn it myself. Awesome. And don't skip too far ahead on me there. We're, we're going to talk about that alone challenge. Um, but thank you very much. And so you've been at Epic for your, you're in your third year or you're in your fourth year, do you think? You're in my third year because I started in sixth grade, didn't I? I can't remember. Yes, sixth grade. Okay, okay so. so this topic is near and dear to my heart, really because um, I guess it kind of began when I was a mama, okay? Uh, so I was an educator also, but as a mom, you go to restaurants and, uh, uh, you know, shopping, and you see the kids are handed this phone, right? Like, stay busy, kid. Uh, and, and they're just consuming media, whether they're consuming a movie or playing a game, it's, it's just kind of consuming. And I remember thinking, I am going to hand you the phone, um, and I want you to create something for me. And so from a very early age, uh, my oldest was in second grade and I was going to professional development events and showing teachers how they could create these presentations. And, oh, here's a video of my daughter creating a presentation at age, you know, a second grade. Uh, so it's what, like eight years old. And how she was creating content based on the things that were going on around her. And so we'd be in the grocery store and I'd say, 
Tatum, I need you to make me a presentation on, um, on shopping. And she could do her Google slides, throw those Google slides into, uh, an app that was called explain everything. And then she would, I mean, in, in those Google slides, she was taking photos. So she's using the camera and the slides and the app explain everything, smashing them together, which is called app smashing and then creating content. And so rather than her just consuming, 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 I was developing her conversational skills and um, her ability to put together visually appealing things. And I just remembered thinking, okay, this, this might be something. Uh, And honestly, it led to my let them teach presentation that I did uh, all across Oklahoma and in a few other places, uh, South by Southwest and ISTE. Um, and so the, the idea of creating content is something that is super near and dear to my heart. All right. Um, there's three types of content creation really. And, and maybe Phil, you can, um, help me. Maybe you've thought of ways to do more, but I'm thinking there's written and there's audio and there's visual content creation. Do you think there, there are more ways to, uh, produce, uh, outside of that, Phil? I mean, those, that's, if we, if you're talking the basics, that's what it boils down to. Obviously you can have combinations of, of any of those to create different, your different mediums, but when it boils down to it, uh, you, you are, you are, writing you are you are either taking pictures or video and you are explaining uh, whenever you're whenever you're doing it so those are the three basic elements of content creation awesome and so when we talk about those i mean let's just talk platforms here uh caden what are some of the platforms that you've used when you're you're creating content and i mean platforms tools all of it. Let's, I mean, let's just start throwing out, let's just start brainstorming. If you've got one, throw it out there, Phil, you too, go for it. Um, I'm not really on social media or YouTube on anything, but I have done, I have written some things and like slides and stuff like you were talking about with Tatum. Um, not really anything else though. I am going to beg to differ and I'll prove it in just a little bit. Uh, when we're talking about me, there's newspapers, there's television, we've got all the social media platforms, um, YouTubing for vlogging. People are using TikTok now to vlog. Uh, there are actual blogs. We've got podcasts like we're doing now, Instagram. Um, and, and people are like, Instagram, isn't that a consumption tool? But people are creating very visually stimulating content and throwing it out there. I mean, you've got photography. There are now with Insta TV, people are producing stuff uh, and and using it to teach others how to do things. Um, Phil, help me out here. What are, what other things do we have? Well, I mean, it, it's really the the sky's the limit right now uh, with the internet because you you can host your own website, you can do your own videos, whether it's you know YouTube or you know these these various different presentation tools. You know, it wasn't long ago that you're 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 limited to 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 doing a PowerPoint display, and it, you were you were top of the line if you could add an audio clip to a PowerPoint display. 
And now you, you've got, you know, there's from PowerPoint to Google Slides to Prezi, there are so many different ways that you can create and share and, uh, and collaborate uh, among those different groups. So I think, the, I think everything just kind of builds upon itself. Yeah. Um, I just, I, I think about, again, content creation and the let them teach. The let them teach was basically, uh, Phil, for you, who you might not have heard this before, uh, Cadence heard it in, in a student version, but it was born out of the idea of handing the students the standards and then letting them present those standards or the mastery of those standards in their own way. And eight years ago, there was a teacher, she's now a principal, uh, Jennifer Lake. She and I banded together because we had a large group of eighth grade students, all right? And we assigned each kiddo a standard. So Kylie got standard one, uh, Jeremiah got standard two, Christian got standard three, and we, we kind of just split it up like that. And we we're like, now this standard, look at all the things. And we taught them how to unpack that standard uh, what each of the components within that standard meant. And then we said, now your job is to present this information to the rest of the group. Nobody else is doing standard one. So it's up to you to present this information so that they can then learn about standard one. And what we found was there were prezies, two kids had written songs. Uh, there were videos produced. I mean, uh, game, game shows created it. Each kid took their standard and then ran away with it. And guess what the result was? Every student, well, every learn, but, but they all scored advanced on that state test. That was when eighth grade U S history was still, uh, tested on. And, and I thought, oh my gosh, we've got something here. Not only, I mean, it was scary. A, we thought we might lose uh, nine weeks or a semester with these kids. And then we'd have to like really work double time if, it, if this project failed. But not only did it not fail, they all scored advanced. Like they really knew the content. And so it was huge. And after that, I was like, all right, Oklahoma history, government, like what else can we do? Uh and then, you know, it, the sky is, like you said, the sky is the limit whenever it comes to that. Talk to me, Phil, about some of the things you've got the students in ENN working on. So we really kind of try to meet our students where they're at. You know, the first question we ask them is, what are you interested in? What topics are you interested in? And you, we want you to try to write about something that you're interested in and passionate about because you're writing your your content creation is going to be so much better when you're explaining something you know. And we start out explaining what is news. And it turns out if you're interested in it, someone else is interested in it. So let's figure out what you want to, what you want to, to create around. And then let's figure out what format that you want. Do you want to learn how to be a photographer? Do you want to learn how to be a better writer? Do you want to be, learn how to be a better videographer or podcaster. And so we have the options for all of those. And sometimes they all get merged together. I'm working with a student this morning who is wanting to write a story, but also wanting to use that story as part of her ongoing podcast. And so it's a matter of like, okay, well, here's what we need for each format. Here's what's going to work in each format. Uh, but all of them end up using kind of the same set of skills because we're really teaching storytelling. 
And you have to learn, if you're a photographer, you have to learn why certain things work. You have to be able to tell a story without words. And you've got to know what elements make a good story before you can tell a good story. And whether you're, if you're a podcaster, like, I don't need to worry about writing. Well, yeah, you need to learn about the who, what, when, where, why, you know, how to ask good questions. You need to learn how to uh, capture that because you, what you are doing is you are taking the words from the paper and just putting them out over the, uh, the, the digital airwaves, if you will. And the same goes with video storytelling. You've got to learn uh, where where your voice fits into the story and where you should let your characters tell the story. And so we have a little bit of everything going on right now. I've been uh, really all over the state, it feels like, uh, you know, helping shoot videos or meeting with students to help uh, edit their writing or bringing, you know, people in to do uh, audio recordings and, and teaching them how to edit their own audio. Uh, so there are really, really limitless options. Uh, you know, we have some students who are interested in social media who help contribute to our social media platforms as well. And that, you know, that aids in the kind of the marketing aspect of things. And so there, there are just an infinite number of possibilities uh, that we are working on with our students. I love it. And now, Caden, just the other day, you, uh, so Phil, in case you don't know, Caden is a part of this co-op that meets at my home. My kiddo's in Epic, so we kind of created a co-op around that. And Caden is here uh, a couple of days a week. His teacher shows up here and um, they do their thing, right? Uh, the other day, they showed me a video they made on their break time. Caden, what did I ask you to do when you were here two days ago? Make another one. Make another one. Because it was so funny and all they were doing was giving a three-second synopsis of movies that they had seen. But they were doing it in my backyard using the nothing that's in my backyard and making it into something. And I just thought... This is fun. Not only are they getting outside and breathing fresh air, but they're using their cameras to create a video that they then have to edit and uh, and put together in, in a flow. And it was just hilarious, Phil. And we'll link that video into the podcast so that you can see it. Caden's not super stoked. Uh, you were also a part of the Alone Challenge. Yes. So had you ever heard of the show Alone before we did the challenge? Yes. Okay. So talk to me about what that show is and then what the, the, the co-op version of that ended up being. So in the uh, Alone Challenge, uh, they're put into the woods by themselves alone, away from everyone else, and they get 10 items to use to survive that period. Whoever lasts the longest gets money. Uh, so we did it where we would get, we had, we were allowed 10 items. We were in the woods away from people. And uh, they would give us a little bag of food, a little bag of food every day. And they would come visit us and interview us. But basically other than that, it was the same. And we will link the alone challenge in with this podcast as well. Did anything there, did you learn anything from that experience? I learned more about, I don't know. It was very, I talked to the camera like it was a person because I was so bored. 
So it's not really like I was so much trying to show someone something as much as just trying to not get tired of boredom. And it sounds horrible. I was only out there for like four days, but like still just like the not talking to anyone or being around anything was horrible. What was the, what, what 10 items did you take with you? Um, I took a book. I took Narnia, the big, all of the books together. Um, a journal, camera, a hammock, a knife, and fire starting stuff. It reminds me a little bit of like the book Hatchet. Do you, did you remember, do you remember reading Hatchet by Gary Paulson? Uh, I don't think I've ever read that one. I've seen it in bookstores before, but I don't, I don't think I've ever read it. It was a classic even whenever I was a kid. I remember reading Me that. too. And Hatchet versus My Side of the Mountain. Like, Hatchet meets My Side of the Mountain. And so when you're out there, what's – I guess – yeah, I, I would imagine that the first thing, you know, you, you get out there and you think, hey, here I am. I can do this, right? Mm-hmm. So what's the first thing you do whenever you get out and you're alone with that stuff? So at first I was busy. It was just busy trying to get my stuff together. Then whenever I calmed down, like I just kind of felt like empty. I was like, okay, what do I do now? And it was like the first day. So like I was like, okay, I'm definitely not going to win this. It's this I'm thinking now. And then I uh, just thought about it as in, I don't have to be here. I'm not doing this for anyone. I just, just going to chill by myself and enjoy it. And when I took it from that mindset, I found it a lot easier and more enjoyable. Describe me. You said you felt empty. I guess why Why would you feel empty and, and how did that kind of set in initially? Um, I just like there was nothing for me to do. I've always had like at least some sort of purpose. And if not, I was entertaining myself, which was a lot easier in my house with the ability to consume stuff. Uh, but out there, I couldn't really consume anything. I just had to, other than that book that I was reading, I I was just alone. <laughs> and I'm very social, so it was hard for a little bit. And what was your favorite conversation you had with your camera? Um, probably whenever the dog found me. <laughs> so they've got this dog that runs around, okay? their dog, okay? And it was running through the woods and then it found me. And I was like, so excited to talk to a dog. <laughs> and uh, I was talking to the camera about it, talking about how I didn't want the dog to leave and stuff. I feel like that was the funnest. He told us, he was like, yeah, Ralph came down here. He was here for like two hours. That was the best two hours of this four days <laughs> because the dog was down there. And so we got his video footage later and we were putting it together and editing and everything. And, and he was like, Ralph came down here and it was just such a joy to have him. And he really was telling the video just how much he enjoyed having the dog as company. So they really were alone, Phil. It was awesome. And how many books of that Narnia book did you read? I think it was four. He read four books in four days, Phil. So there was still some consumption happening down there. Yeah. I also slept slept a lot. Yes. uh, aside from the alone challenge, which is on YouTube, and I would consider that, um, it, I mean, it was entertainment, but what you guys were doing down there with your own video uh, footage and such, 
you were vlogging, you were telling a story, uh, audio with, with, you know, audio purposes in mind. Uh, it, I mean, it was a vlog. Um, we've done blogging here. And when you t- hit the word blogging, you'll, you'll get a, a blog that was written by a fifth grader a couple of years ago and, and everything was tied to standards. Um, you've also got, uh, the Instagram link in the show notes. If you click on that Instagram link, you'll find uh, an assignment that was given to a junior a few years back. She was reading Joan of Arc, and she was in a class that was called Intro to Social Media through, uh, I think it was Grad Point back then. And I thought, you know what, you are going to do the class, but I want your final product to be a social media account. And it, she had to tell the story of Joan of Arc through Instagram. And so I, I think there are nine or 10 different posts in there. And she had to use modern day language, uh, with pictures from the 14th century. Right. And so if you click on that, you can see her, uh, storytelling of Joan of Arc if, as if she were a modern day, uh, person, Um, So really, when it comes to creating content, what kind of tools do we need, Phil? You need your imagination is your first tool. And other than that, you get a pen, a paper, you have your computer, you have uh, your camera. uh, Your smartphone can do really all of it. Um, Really good cameras. It's just a matter of knowing how to use them correctly. You can record your audio in those. Uh, So really, it's it's all all in the palm of your hand these days. Speaking of the palm of the hand, the very first time I asked the the students to start creating content, we did a broken cell phone drive. And it was just cell phones that were laying around the house that could still turn on, uh, but the screens may have been cracked up or whatever. And so as long as they could turn on, they could find my Wi-Fi and the students were able to start creating content with these uh, broken down cell phones. So it, it doesn't have to be super fancy or high tech at all. No, I mean, our, one of our photographers uh, for the Epic News Network is, uh, he was in seventh grade last year. He had kind of just old hand-me-down camera, and but he had a good eye for it. He had his imagination. He listened to what we were talking about when it terms the composition of a good photograph. And he just went around taking, taking pictures with uh, a camera that's resolution was less than my smartphone and ends up getting named uh, Oklahoma Scholastic Media's uh, Photographer of the Year uh, just because it, it doesn't matter the, the, the quality of what you've got. The, it's the quality of your content you produce. And I think that story is one of my favorite stories. That was, was he the seventh grader that was hounding you guys for forever to get into ENN? Yeah, he, we initially started the program as just to high schoolers, uh, just because that's what we had the ability to offer credit for. And he met uh, the co-director, Scott Carter, uh, at one of the Epic events and uh, came up and said, I'm really upset that you guys aren't allowing junior high kids and just basically gave a little interview as far as why he deserved to be in this and why he wanted to do it. And it's like, well, I guess welcome aboard. You know what? Why not? And it turns out we've, you know, expanding our our options and our minds to, well, I guess, yeah, if you want to do this, let's do it. Uh, that, that has really provided us a ton of really unique and creative content from these younger minds. So who gets to participate now in ENN, Epic News Network? 
we have uh, we have credit available for high schoolers, and then any junior high kid that wants to help out, you know, welcome aboard. We'll we'll give you an assignment. We'll teach you uh, just right along with our other students. Uh, it's as for junior high, it's as much or as little as you want to put into it. That's so awesome. I mean, there are kids who know at an early age that this is what they want to do, and being able to find a way to explore that passion um, at low risk and then also with the potential to to just hone in on their skills by the time they graduate they can you know not only be a part of the the news network here but you know be willing to or ready to walk into their college broadcast or uh, newspaper uh, team and 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 really, start right away. It's, it's really awesome. Yeah, we're really pleased with the, the quality of students that we have. And, you know, Scott and I were talking about that just yesterday is, you know, we're using content. Scott came from OCCC uh, as a professor. I mean, Scott and I are both teaching a college level course here. I mean, these are concepts. We had a great discussion on ethics uh, yesterday with, you know, 30, 40 students where we're talking about, do you publish this or not? You know what? You know how how much is too much, uh, and, and we're having we're having real serious discussions with these students on journalism ethics that are had in professional newsrooms all across the country every day. So these students are going to be you know coming in. They, I, I I hope they're not bored in college, uh, and and I hope they're able to take and just you know learn and grow and run with what we get what we're giving them. Uh, and so, but but we're we're seeing some tremendous growth, uh, just personally. And, and then in the writing and in the product that these students are producing through all of this. Well, and, and not just through ENN, but anytime. And so I'm speaking to parents now and to, to some of the teachers, um, that are here that are like, how do I start this? Start small, start with one subject and one standard. And honestly, I, be surprised by the joy that you find that your students really take this and take ownership of it and become like masters of that content. You know, that girl took everything she could find from Joan of Arc and she ended up reading everything that that she could get her hands on because she just really liked it. Um, Start small. We're linking in several things Everything that I do here at the house, uh, whenever I was a teacher, and now, you know, as, as we're training up the, the next generation of teachers, everything is for credit and can tie to a standard somehow. And so, parents, if you're out there and you're like, man, science just is not working in this curriculum, I, I want to do something like that. If you talk to your teacher and say, hey, we had this idea for um, forces of motion, we're going to be able to, through you know this project here, explain all these forces of motion, let that be a conversation that you and your teacher have. Students, if you're listening and you think, gosh, I'd really like to be a part of ENN or I really want to make, I want to make a, a vlog or, or a TikTok uh, channel as well. Like have those conversations with your parent and your teacher, because it, as long as it ties to the standards and we're not being frivolous and we're not leading people to disaster, I don't understand why we couldn't be able to give a grade for creating content versus only consuming that content. Is there a place for content consumption? 
Sure. I mean, we, we do it through the product that Phil's students put out. We, uh, we have to research the information before we can create the information. I mean, consumption is going to happen, but at a certain point, you've got to turn it into creation as well. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you say, Phil? Yeah. I mean, I think that's, uh, that's really one of the keys is being able to, to turn it all around. Uh, one of our students asked, how do they know how to do a good interview or how do you get in and ask good questions? And, and it starts with the consumption aspect of it. Read everything you can, learn everything you can, and that will be, that will be your background. That will prepare you as you go into any interview, uh, any situation, so you know exactly what's going on, what has gone on already, and then you are prepared to create your own content because you can use what's already been out there as your launch pad to make your own mark. I love it. All right. Well, that is all the time we have for today. If you like what you heard, go ahead and hit the like button. Uh, subscribe to the podcast so that you're notified each time a new episode drops. If you're a new listener, uh, come back, please. If you're a returning listener, you should rate the podcast and leave us a comment. Tune in next week where we are rethinking how leadership and education can better prepare the next generation for a rapidly evolving world.